Welcome to Grace and Glory Audio featuring Pastor P.G. Matthew, Bible teacher and pastor of Grace Valley Christian Center located in Davis, California. Today, Pastor Matthew continues in the Bible series on the book of Romans with part two of this message entitled, Steps to Holiness. If you have your Bible with you, please turn to Romans chapter 6, verse 13. Now, here's our teacher, Pastor P.G. Matthew. Heavenly Father, we know that faith comes by hearing the gospel preached. Therefore, open our ears that we may understand your word, that we may believe in that word, that we may abandon all our ideas, arrogant ideas, our philosophies, which are deadly and demonic. Help us, O Lord, to come to you and say, Speak, Lord. Your servants do hear. This we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. We are a church that declares and proclaims the gospel. We are a church that preaches the word of God. We fear none but God. And we are preaching through the book of Romans. And today we preach specifically from verse 13 and 14 of Romans 6. Steps to Holiness, Part 2. So today we consider the third and fourth steps to holiness, which is steps to sanctification. These steps to holiness, these divine imperatives, are based on the indicative of our Vital union with Christ in our faith baptism. Chapter 6, verse 3 and 4. Friends, we died to king sin. And we live forever to serve only the living and the true God, Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost. He died and rose again in the death and resurrection of Jesus. The death he died, he died to sin once for all. But the life he lives, he lives to God. What is true of Jesus, friends, is true of every believer. Jesus dies no more. For he said, I am the living one. I was dead. And behold, I am living forevermore. And I hold the keys of death and Hades. Jesus said, because I live, you will live also. We are in Christ Jesus. We notice that phrase. That expression appears first in this epistle in chapter 6, verse 11. We live by his resurrection power. We live by the Holy Ghost power. We walk in the newness of life, which is the life of Jesus Christ. We serve God in the newness of the Spirit. Chapter 7, verse 6. Friends, we are overcomers. We are conquerors. We are fighters, sir. We are soldiers 
of Christ, the King of kings and the Lord of lords, sir. On the cross, by his death, he defeated sin and Satan. He overcame the devil. Jesus said, take heart, I have overcome the world. This is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. Our faith in the gospel and our faith in Jesus Christ. Jesus said to him who overcomes and does my will to the end, I will give authority over the nations. And we read they overcame the devil by the blood of the Lamb and the word of their testimony. Jesus said, he who overcomes will inherit all this, and I will be his God, and he will be my son. Paul says in Romans 8, no, in all these things, all these things, trouble, hardship, persecution, famine, nakedness, danger, sword, no, in all these things. We are more than conquerors through him who loved us. Wake up, friends. We are more than conquerors. We are not lying down there asking everybody to step on us. We are not the doormats of the world. We are Christians, people of God, soldiers of Christ, fighters, overcomers are we, sir. So we live a holy life in this world. We do not live in a monastery away from the troubles of the world. We are not a patient in a hospital either. We are soldiers. We are engaged in a good fight, sir. And you are seeing a good fighter. Look at me, sir. I'm a fighter for truth. We wrestle in the power of the Holy Ghost against all evil. We endure hardship. We kill, sir. We kill sins that still dwell in us. We refuse to obey King Sin. We obey and please our commanding officer, Jesus Christ. Who has received, friends, all authority in heaven and on earth. So, friends, two steps. Two divine imperatives. The first one is a negative step, a negative command. Look at verse 13. Do not... Do not present, do not offer, do not yield. Do not put at the disposal of another's use. Do not offer us a sacrifice. Do not devote to someone. Do not. This is the third imperative in this Epistle by way of the application of the doctrine of our union with Christ. There has to be application. The Holy Spirit applies. Jesus said, if you hear and do my, these words of mine, 
It's not mere hearing and walking away and thinking that we worshipped. No, sir. You hear and do and you hear and do if you have been raised from the dead, sir. Paristemi, that's the word. That's the verb that is used. Jesus used this word in Matthew 26 and verse 53. Do you think I cannot call on my father and he will at once now put at my disposal more than 12 legions of angels put at my disposal. One angel killed 185,000 of the Assyrian army. 12 legions means 72,000 angels. Or Luke 2 and verse 22. We read when the time of their purification had been completed. Joseph and Mary took Jesus to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord. To present him to the Lord. Do not put at the disposal of our old slave master sin. Your faculties, your abilities, your organs, the members of your body. Remember, we died in our relation to sin. 6 verse 2. We died to him. He is no longer our master. Triune God is our master. Jesus died. Jesus paid it all. All to him we owe. And so we owe nothing to sin, to the devil, to the world, to the flesh. Do not offer, do not yield, do not put at the disposal, what is it? Your members. What are our members? I tell you, all our powers. All our faculties, propensities, desires, every member of our body, our eyes, our ears, hands, feet, sex organs, tongue, mouth, mind, will, emotions, money. Did you get it all, sir? That's where all you are and all you have is to be put at the disposal, not of sin. If your eye offends you, pluck it out. Do not look at a woman lusting after her. Do not view pornography. When you view pornography, you are doing what is prohibited here. Do not listen to evil music. Do not read books that corrupt you. Do not watch television or movies if such a viewing corrupts you. Do not abuse alcohol, drugs, food. Do not gossip, lie, slander. Do not fold hands in laziness. Work with your hands. Do not use money for evil purposes. It's not your money. Friends, don't pay that bill sent by scam artists from Nigeria. You don't owe that bill, sir. Don't be like Eve, Esau, Achan, David, and Judas who put the members of their bodies at the disposal of sin. 
they saw, they coveted, they took, thus committing evil with their body. Remember, friends, if you are a believer, you are not helpless. You have been raised from the dead. You have been regenerated. You are given a new divine nature. You repented of your sins. You trusted in Jesus Christ. You have been justified and adopted. You are indwelt by the Holy Spirit to teach you and empower you. You are inseparably united with Christ. You are a soldier in the army of God. Fully equipped to fight against evil and win. You will stand having done all, sir. Have you put up a fight lately? You come and tell me you yielded to sin again. Jesus said, pray, 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 lest you come into temptation. Put up a fight, sir. Knowing who you really are. Friends, it is sheer cruelty. To ask a slave in chains to behave as a free man. But it is love to tell a slave set free by King Jesus. To behave as a free man because he is a free man. So when sin and the devil try to reassert their authority. What do you do sir? Resist! Fight! Wrestle! Him down. And you stand. First Peter 2.11 we read dear friends I urge you as aliens and strangers in the world to abstain from sinful desires which war against your soul Titus 2.11 and 12 for the grace of God that brings salvation has appeared to all men speaking about the coming of Christ it disciplines that's a Greek word. It, grace disciplines. <laughs> grace disciplines. Grace is Jesus Christ. Grace is God the Father. Grace is God the Holy Ghost. Grace disciplines. Commands. Instructs. Demands. Grace tells you which way to go. It teaches us, disciplines us to say what, sir? No to ungodliness and worldly passions. And to live self-controlled, upright, and godly lives in this present age. Do not yield your members. Now as weapons of wickedness. Not instruments, not implements, not tools. Weapons is a better translation. Because that word used every place else is translated as weapons. The word hopla is so translated elsewhere. Second Corinthians 6, 7, 10, 4, John 18 and verse 13 and so on as weapons. Friends, the idea is every man, every woman is a soldier in the army of Satan and sin or in the army of Jesus Christ. Think about that young man, young woman. Whoever you are, you are not helpless, nothing. You've been empowered and enlisted. Yes. 
in the army of God. To fight, sir, that's your job. And kill. Fight and kill. All of one's resources are utilized in the extension of the kingdom of God or kingdom of the devil. Use all your abilities to expand the kingdom of God. Join with all other soldiers who are serving in the kingdom of God. Use all your abilities to oppose the expansion of the kingdom of the evil one. Kingdom of wickedness. Don't live your life, friends. Now you have been given freedom from sin slavery. Don't live your life to promote evil in the world. Wickedness in the world. As you have done formerly. Look at uh, chapter 1, verse 18 of Romans. The wrath of God is being revealed from heaven against all the godlessness Godlessness and adikia means wickedness. Wickedness of men who suppress the truth by their wickedness. Romans 1 beginning with verse 29. They have become filled with every kind of same word wickedness. And there is a list of that. You read it till, till the end of that chapter. A long, maybe the longest list of wickedness. Read chapter 6. Take a look at chapter 6. Beginning with verse 19. I put this in human terms. Just as you used to offer the parts of your body in slavery to uncleanness, to filthiness. Look at your life before. You were serving the interest of the kingdom of the evil one. You served as slaves to filth, uncleanness. You look at it. One of the ways you know that you are a Christian is to look back and be ashamed of what you have done. And if there is no shame, it means you are not a Christian. Slavery to uncleanness and to lawlessness, unto lawlessness, lawlessness against the law of God. In Matthew 7, 23, we read, depart from me, you doers of lawlessness. That's the life of an unbeliever his life in the kingdom of the evil one he worked hard for the expansion of the kingdom of Satan he used all his resources to do it his money, his time, his energy his mind, his will and his affections his influence, his brilliance he writes books sir look at the books about evolution. Look at the books on communism. Look at all these books. It is serving Satan to expand his kingdom. They served wickedness. They served filth. Akatharsia. Uncleanness. 
that served lawlessness. If you don't like law, it means you are not a Christian. The law of God, I mean. That is the life of an unbeliever, a non-Christian. He can only sin because he is not set free. Yes, sin still demands and commands us. But we died to sin. We are set free. Sin is not our Lord. Know your doctrine, sir. Don't be spiritually stupid. Exercise your mind. No truth. No the gospel. We are not under sin. We are not in Egypt. So Pharaoh cannot harm us. We are delivered out of the iron smelting furnace. Out of Egypt. To be the people of God. To be the holy people of God. Let's praise the Lord sir. <laughs> I mean if it, is, uh, if it is making any impression upon our mind. So the second step. It's a positive step. The second divine imperative. Divine imperative means God's command. That's what it means. Notice. But rather. But rather, in verse 13, but it is a strong adversative, a strong contrast. Before we served sin, but in strong contrast to that, now as believers in Jesus Christ, we serve the interests of the kingdom of God in our whole personality. And through all we possess. And so we read, but rather offer yourselves. Offer the same word, paristemi, but now it is in the aorist imperative, before it was present imperative. What does that mean? But present yourselves to God holy and once for all. Total dedication, once for all. In the service of our King Jesus Christ. Present yourselves. Offer yourselves. Put yourselves in in your entire being. At the disposal of God once for all. And do so voluntarily. Offer yourselves as living sacrifice. Hebrews 12. The sacrifices in the Old Testament. Where animals killed. The animals did not offer themselves freely. But now as God's people, we freely put ourselves at the disposal of God. And the same idea you find in chapter 6 verse 19. Just as you used to offer the parts of your body in slavery to impurity and to ever increasing wickedness. So now offer them in slavery to righteousness leading to holiness. As slaves of Christ, we are delighted to worship and serve him with the whole of our being, with our mind, will, affections, and with all our abilities, and with every part of our body. You read uh, Exodus uh, 10, verse 3, and 7, and 8, and 10, and 24, and 26. It tells you the Lord delivered you from Egypt... So that you may serve God. 
serve God. Serve God. Then take a look at your mind. That's very important, you know. Brain dead means dead. So let us look at what, what do we do with our mind. Before we used our mind to think and imagine evil. To watch evil. But now what should we do? Colossians 3 verse 16. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. As you teach and admonish one another. Philippians 4 verse 8 and 9. Now what should you do with your mind friends? Serve God with it. Finally brothers whatever is true. Whatever is noble. Whatever is right. Whatever is pure. Whatever is lovely. Whatever is admirable. If anything is excellent or praiseworthy. Think about such things. And you will not find one of these things. In your television. Or in the radio. Or any place. It will be found in the Bible sir. Whatever you have learned or received or heard from me or seen in me, put into practice. Jesus said, Luke 6, he said this. The good man brings good things out of the good stored up in his heart. Store it up. Use your mind. Think God's thoughts after him. Think the Bible. If you are going to sleep and you come to church, I know why. You are a servant of the devil and the devil doesn't want you to think. But God declares. Friends, we are not our own. We have been redeemed by the precious blood of Christ. As you thinketh in your heart, so are you. Blessed is the man whose delight is in the law of the Lord and in his law that he meditate day and night. Do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you? Whom you have received from God. You are not your own. You were bought with a price. Therefore, honor God. Glorify God. Serve God. With what, sir? Your body. 1 Corinthians 7.23 You were bought at a price. Do not become slaves of men. 1 Corinthians 9.27 No, I beat my body and make it my slave. 2 Corinthians 5 For Christ's love compels us because we are convinced that one died for all and therefore all died. And he died for all that those who live should no longer live for themselves but for him. Who died for them. And rose again. You know this idea of independence. And I am free to do what I want. is stupid. There is no such thing. The choice is between serving Satan or serving Christ. There is no other choice. So my brothers. Romans 7 verse 4. You also died to the law through the body of Christ. That you might belong to another. To him who was raised from the dead. In order that we might bear fruit to God. We belong to another sir. That is Jesus Christ. We are the bride of Christ. No longer sin is our master. God is our master now and forever. God is our Lord. God the Father. Jesus is our Lord. If you confess with your mouth. Jesus is Lord. Spirit is our Lord. And we read in Romans 8 and verse 
11. Here it is, it says, And if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead is living in you. And verse 14 says, Because those who are led by the spirit of God are the sons of God, sir. Not the devil, not the world, not the flesh, not sin. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. My Lord. No longer we are under sin, under his power and under his thumb and under his authority. We are under God's rule. Professor Frame makes this statement about the demands of Jesus Christ our Lord. His demands cannot be questioned. So he tells Abraham to sacrifice his son, his only son. The son whom you love by name Isaac. And he did so without wavering. To waver is sin. To disobey is sin. Nobody questions his demand. It's absolute. Number two, his demands transcends all other loyalties. Exodus 20 verse 3, you shall have no other gods before me. Matthew 8, 21 and 22, another disciple said to him, Lord, first let me go and bury my father. But Jesus told him, follow me and let the dead bury their dead. Do you know who is calling you? I'm Lord. And don't tell me about your father and mother, your husband and uncle, and your boss at work. I call you, and you follow me. Matthew 19, 21, Jesus answered, if you want to be perfect, go. Sell your possessions and give it to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven. Then come, follow me. Thirdly, his demands for obedience is comprehensive and unlimited. Includes all areas of your life. Worship, diet, political life, economic life, work life, family life, sex life, recreational life, travel life, thought life. What do you think when you said Jesus is Lord? It is some phrase that has no meaning. Anyone who loves his father and mother more than me is not worthy of me. Anyone who loves his son and daughter more than me is... Not worthy of me, sir. Anyone who loves his game and his play more than me is not worthy of me, sir. Think about it. And St. Paul tells us, 1 Corinthians 10, 31, So whether you eat or drink or whatsoever you do, do it all for the glory of God. This is absolute slavery and yet delightful slavery, sir. Colossians 3.17, whatever you do, whether in word or do, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. 2 Corinthians 10.5, we demolish arguments. That's my business. And we, I demolish arguments that rise from my own belly. I demolish arguments when Satan put thoughts into my mind. I demolish it. Because the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but spiritual, powerful, Holy Ghost power, sir. 
He demolishes arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And we take every thought captive to the obedience of Jesus Christ. So we tell every thought that coming into our mind, obey Christ. Jesus did so. He said, it is written. It is written, it is written, it is written. So we are told, offer yourselves to God. As from the dead living. He experienced miracle. What was the miracle? Raised from the dead. You have been raised from the dead. Look at your friends and neighbors. They are still dead. Spiritually. You talk to him about Jesus Christ and sin and heaven and, and all that. They have no clue. They are dead, sir. They are dead men walking yes. and living and going and coming. They are dead. Yes. But from among the dead, thank God. He came and said, live. And you lived. Hallelujah. By the power of the Spirit of God. But you, God, made alive with Christ. Raised together with Christ and seated together with Christ. We are really living, sir. We are really living. They are still dead. You are regenerated, justified, adopted, spirit indwelt. You have freedom to disobey and rebel against Satan. And freedom. Thank God. Finally to obey God. And says, put your members at the disposal of God in service to God. I already said your mind, your will, your affections, your wisdom, your eyes, your ears, your tongue, your hands, feet, your sex organs, and your mouth, and money, and your influence. Look at chapter 6 and verse 17. An illustration of this. But thanks be to God. Thanks be to God. That though you used to be slaves to sin. You wholeheartedly obeyed the form of teaching. Teaching means mind. Obeyed means will. Wholeheartedly means what? Emotions. That's what happens to us when God saves us. Surrender your body. Surrender whole selves and parts of your bodies as weapons, not for wickedness, but for righteousness. Use them. Use them all for the extension of God's kingdom in the world, which is a kingdom of righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. And so we read about it. Go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Make disciples of them. Teaching them what, sir, to obey whatsoever things I have commanded you. Extension of the kingdom of God is our goal in life. And we read in Leviticus 14 how blood was put on the right ear lobe and the right thumb and the right big toe. We are people who have been sprinkled with the blood of Christ. And then we are told, in addition, 
put oil on the same places. Christ's work and the Spirit's work in our life. We are totally cleansed and consecrated to serve God with our whole heart, mind, soul, strength. Friends, you belong to the family of God. You know, the mothers, mother and sister and brothers, they came to Jesus. Uh, Matthew 12. And Jesus, Jesus said, who are my mothers and sisters and brothers? What was the answer? You who do the will of my father. Sir, I belong to the family of Jesus. Do you belong to the family of Jesus? If you belong, then you will do the will of his father. Friends, we live for God's glory, not for our own glory. Everyone who is called by my name, whom I created for my glory... What's the purpose of our existence in this world? God's glory for which he formed us. He regenerated us, justified us, adopted us. Hallelujah. But you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people belonging to God that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Understand God's purpose for your life. If anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. We are God's workmanship created in Christ Jesus. What's the purpose? Unto good works which God has foreordained that we should walk in them. And you talk about the authority of the Bible. Let me speak to you about the authority of the Bible. All scripture is God breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting and training in righteousness. And that's all we read. You keep on reading. So that the man of God may be totally equipped for every good work. That's the purpose. And finally, God gives us a word of encouragement. Verse 14 is a word of encouragement, a guarantee, a promise. So that you will not present the members of your body to wickedness. But you will present yourselves and the members of your body as those raised from the dead to righteousness. Three indicatives. First, you can present yourselves to God and your members to the doing of righteousness. You can say no to sin and yes to Jesus because what is a sin is not your master. My translation. What is it, sir? Sin is not your master. That's a guarantee. And that's the truth. Remember, you died to sin. Sin has no power over you. Sin is not your master. God the Father is. God the Son is. God the Holy Spirit is. And all God's delegated authorities are. Formerly we fought in the army of Satan. Now we fight against sin and Satan in the army of God. Sin is not your master. Hallelujah. Praise Lord. Number two, because you are not under law. Number two, that's an indicative. You are not under law. Law condemns and demands. It cannot impart life. It is weak. Law brings wrath of God. 
You want to be under law? It commands, it demands, and exposes you to the wrath of God. All Pharisees and all self-righteous people, your neighbor, why do you think your neighbor doesn't want to repent and believe on the Lord Jesus Christ? Because he's a Pharisee. He depends on his own self-righteousness. But when the time had fully come, God sent his son born of a woman born under the law. Remember that? To redeem those under law that we might receive the full rights of some. Thank God that I've been taken out from being under the law. Hallelujah. All unbelievers are under law and it's condemnation. Every Pharisee, every self-righteous person, maybe somebody right here, self-righteous. You scratch that person a little bit about sin and all. Man, this, I'm not a sinner. I always did what was right. You are a hypocrite. Otherwise, you would bow down before Jesus Christ and say, have mercy upon me, a sinner. Yes, yes, Christ redeemed us from being under law by his perfect law keeping. Number three, sir. Indicative. What is it, sir? We are under grace. We received grace, God's unmerited favor. We merited wrath and death. God in Christ gave love and life eternal. Love of God is shed abroad in our hearts, a love that enables us now to keep God's commandments. Grace reigns in us, and we reign. So let's say it together, we reign. That's why I said I'm not under on the floor asking everybody, you know, step on me, you know. No, 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 I don't fall on the floor and tell people to step on me. You step on me and you see a fighter. And I'll fight, sir, for truth and for the kingdom of God. Our reign is evidenced by our doing God's will gladly because God's law is now what's written in our hearts. It's our nature, sir. Why do you think Pastor Matthew likes to eat rice? Well, it's my nature, sir. That's why I eat rice. And if you can give me fish, I like fish too because that's my nature. So keeping the law has now become what? Our nature. By grace, we delight in God's law and do God's law. And grace is mighty to help us. Uh, Let me read this to you, sir. And God is able. To make all grace abound to you. So that in all things at all times. Having all that you need. You will abound in every good work. Praise God for grace. It comes to you. When people speak evil of you. When your wife dies. Or when you stare at death yourself. Grace comes to you. Grace comes to you sir. But by the grace of God, I am what I am, and his grace to me was not without effect. Oh, grace is with great effect, sir. We are under grace. James says he gives more grace. He gives grace to whom? To the humble, sir. And the Hebrew writer tells us, let us then approach the throne of grace with confidence to receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. And that is every day and every moment. We need grace, sir. Grace for everything, sir. I can do all things through Jesus Christ 
Thank God we are under grace, under God's Father, under God's Christ, under the Holy Spirit, under the Word, under God's delegated authorities. And we hate sin, but we delight in righteousness, justified by Christ's righteousness. We demonstrate our justification by our holiness. We are under grace. So we make use of all means of grace to grow in grace. The Word of God, prayer, breaking of bread, fellowship. By grace we live. And by grace we die. By grace we live in the world, house of shining stars. In our belief and godly behavior, we are marching to Zion. Hallelujah. We are soldiers of Christ. We are marching to Zion. We are overcomers. We are more than conquerors. We are slaves, happy slaves of Jesus. Hallelujah. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we pray. Lord, help us to pay heed to the divine imperatives. Help us not to offer the parts of our body to sin, to do wickedness. But by your grace, help us to offer ourselves as those who from the dead living help us to offer ourselves to God and every part of our body to do righteousness on the basis of the indicatives of the realities that you have given us in your word help us to fight Help us to wrestle. Help us to win. Because you have already won the battle. On the cross of Calvary. In Jesus name we pray. Amen. You have been listening to Grace and Glory Audio. A part two of this message. Steps to Holiness. Come back soon for more transforming Bible teaching. From Pastor P.G. Matthew.